Hi, this is Jim Trella. In addition to being the host of this podcast, I'm also an employee of General Motors. The opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the host and any guests, and not the opinions of General Motors. Welcome to the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. In this episode, I will introduce you to Chester Elton. Chester Elton has spent two decades helping organizations engage their employees in organizational strategy, vision, and values. Chester is a founding partner of The Culture Works and serves as a leadership consultant to firms such as American Express, Procter & Gamble, Avis Budget Group, and Cigna. In 2020, Global Gurus Research Organization ranked him among the world's top leadership and organizational culture experts. He is a member of Marshall Goldsmith's hashtag MG100 Global Coaches, member of the Fast Company Impact Council, and serves as a board member for Camp Corral, a nonprofit for children of wounded and fallen military heroes. He is most proud, however, to be the father of four exceptional children, all the more exceptional now that they've grown up and left home. He will tell us about how leading with gratitude is the only way to lead. If you had to take 30 seconds to introduce yourself, how would you, how would you introduce yourself to an audience that um, may not have made it to the webinar that Judy had the other day? <laughs> you know, uh, it's really, that's a great question, actually. When we speak in public, and I always say we, I've got a wonderful co-author named Adrian Gostick. We always say, you know, we've picked up some fun nicknames along the way. We did some work with DHL in Bonn, Germany, and they dubbed us the Deacons of Dunkashane. <laughs> oh, really? The Ministers of Motivation, the High Priests of Praise. The Dalai Lamas of Workplace Traumas was a good one. <laughs> and then uh, we wrote a book called The Carrot Principle, and it was reviewed by the Toronto Globe and Mail. And Adrian and I both grew up in Canada, and they gave us the moniker of the Apostles of Appreciation. So, you know, I love being introduced as the Apostle of Appreciation. We've, we've been studying workplace culture, leadership teams for just over 20 years now. This is our 12th book, Leading with Gratitude. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've sold over 1.5 million copies. They're in 30 languages. We've had five New York Times bestsellers, and our Leading with Gratitude book just last week was uh, number six on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. So, oh, wow. That's yeah. Great. I don't know if that's enough for you. I could keep going, but I am not that uh, vain. <laughs> no, and I appreciate that. The The question that will, is going to come to mind, because this is I work with Judy quite a bit on this, how did you meet Judy? How did you get involved with the Center for Grateful Leadership? That, and how did that lead up to you uh, giving the webinar just, uh, I think it was last week that you did that, or a week, week and a half ago? Yeah, you know, we connected through some mutual friends. We connected on LinkedIn. I mean, the title of her group led to the, the perfect, you know, mesh between leading with gratitude and the Center for Gratitude. I mean, you don't have to go very far to connect those dots. And uh, so we got to know each other online. And she's, you know, as you know, beyond delightful. Oh, yes, she is. I worked with Judy for a few years now. She's not only a, a friend, a confidant, she's the editor of all of my podcasts. So we spend a lot of time together. It's a lot of fun. Well, you, you travel in good company. Well, thank you. So when I was looking at and, and studying up, the one thing that you t were talking about is if if managers and leaders want to engage their people and increase retention of people. They sa you said something to the tune of the answer that they need is right under their nose. That's the great, where do you go from there? What do you, why don't you take <laughs> us through that? <laughs> well, it, it really is. You know, we talk about 
leading with gratitude and the power of gratitude in the workplace and, and for leaders. And it really is common sense that is uncommonly practiced, right? Yes. Leaders know they should. In fact, in, in our research, one of the discoveries that always is it is a bit jolting is we asked leaders, you know, managers, supervisors, whatever the title might be. Do you think you're above average in giving recognition and gratitude in the workplace? Uh, almost uh, 70% said, oh, yeah, I'm above average. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very grateful. People know how much I appreciate it. Then we asked their direct reports. Do you think your immediate supervisor is above average in giving gratitude? Only 23% agreed. And so it's this gratitude gap. The reason we say it's right under your nose is because it's such a simple, human, kind thing to do. It doesn't cost a lot of money, if any money at all, really. Right. And yet, with all the research and all that we've done, it's still uncommonly practiced. One of the things that you just said is it has to do with cost. And it really doesn't cost a whole heck of a lot. As a matter of fact, I think sometimes if you put the cost into it and try to use that as part of it, I think it cheapens it or takes away from it. Do you do you see that? Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. We ask people, look, why don't you express more gratitude and give more praise and recognition? One of the most common one is I don't have time. You know, time is my. Uh, uh, every now and again, we'll get, well, I don't have a budget for that. I go, okay. <laughs> uh, what kind of a budget do you need for thank you? Uh, that's pretty cheap. And the no time one is when we took a deeper dive on and, and the leaders that we studied that really led out with gratitude and, and some of them you may be familiar with, others not so much. Uh, Gary Ridge, the CEO of WD40, one of my favorite leaders of all time and Alan Mulally who saved the oh, yes. company and on and on. In a 50 hour work week, it was about, it was about 10% of their, you know, it was like two hours, you know, two hours out of 50, 50 hours an hour, you know, most commonly it was, it was about an hour out of 50, right? So you say, well, gosh, that's, that's not, a, that's 2% of my time. So why would I not spend that time when I know that the benefit is enormous? Mm -hmm. And it really is, it really is a conundrum because on and on and on you go through and you see, look, the leaders that do it, but right now, in the, particularly right now, when we're dealing with this unprecedented crisis, yes, you have to up your gratitude to keep your people's hearts and minds in the in the work that they can do if they can working from home or being distanced or whatever. And not only that, is people need to know that you care now more than ever. You know, we're we're going through we're doing some really interesting research on Texas Roadhouse restaurants. Okay. And and I don't know if you've ever been to a Texas Roadhouse restaurant. It's 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 more fun than you should be allowed. You know, it's it's loud music. It's fresh baked rolls. It's hand cut steaks. It's margaritas. It's beer on tap. It's it's line dancing. It's you know sports screens all over the place. Well, they can only do takeaway now. Yes. Their founder and CEO uh, Kent Taylor is remarkable in that the first thing that he did is he said, I'm not going to take a salary. We're going to put it in, in the employee pool. He's got 70,000 employees. He wow. says, my first priority, keep them working. Keep yep. everybody employed. You know, this too shall pass. And he's making the pivot to curbside. You know, come up. How can we make curbside fun? How can we pivot? You know, you know what he says is really great? And I love this about Ken. He says, when, when stuff gets hard, when stuff gets, says, I call my crazies. Okay. <laughs> what? You know, the guys that think outside the box. What are you doing? What are you doing? He says, great idea. Guy, guy says, look, 
I got a big back wall on my on my restaurant. Got a big parking lot. Got permission from the city. At night, we show movies. Show movies, the, and we alternate parking spaces, social distancing. Yeah. You want food? We deliver it to your car. He says, I'm doing everything I can to keep people, you know, give them a break. A couple hours on a, on a fun movie, you know. And he says, I call my crazies. And then he he's crazy. And I love Ken. And, and, and in the tough times, the way you show gratitude is you give people time. Right. To their voices. Right. Very calm. Doesn't panic. You know, he's he, he's seen failure before and it's not going to happen again. He's learned from it. Right. Here's what he did. He went outside grocery stores and asked people, how, how, how are the groceries? What are you seeing? Guy comes out. Only one bag. He says, you only got one bag of groceries. He goes, wanted to buy some meat. Got no steaks. Got no steaks. He goes, I got steaks. So he started selling these, you know, hand-cut six-ounce sirloin steaks, you know, take them home, barbecue them up. I mean, we can cook them for you, or you can just put them in your freezer, cook them when you want. I mean, here's a guy, right? And you know why it's going to work for a Texas Roadhouse? Because they love that guy. They trust him, and they love him. And when your people trust you and, you lo and love you, you can get through tough times. Now, why do they trust him? Why do they love him? Because he loves them right back. Yep. He loves them right back. And that's an incredible story. It does. It's kind of like the leader can only lead. Um, somebody said, if you want to see the, the worth of a leader, see how many people are following them. And <laughs> in that situation, you can tell he's somebody that put himself out there first to get in touch with the people. And then the people started to follow him. He proved what it was that he wanted. Well, and you make such a great point, Jim, is that you know to get through a crisis, you've got to have people that believe in you and you've got to lead out. Well, yes. you can't just flip a switch. The reason they trust Kent and they'll follow Kent anywhere is because for the last 15, 20 years, they've trusted him and they followed him and they right. love him. You know what I mean? So all of a sudden, oh, we, well, you got to trust me on this. Eh, not so sure. <laughs> I don't know what you've done over the last five years that would lead me to believe that I should walk through fire, you know, for you, right? And that's 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 the power of gratitude is leaders that lead out with gratitude and they do it consistently. They're intentional about it. They're disciplined about it. Right. It's not a, yes. a Christmas banquet kind of thing. You know, 364 days a year, this place is a living hell. But that party, man, let me tell you, it's an open bar. Don't be, <laughs> quit, don't be quitting before that. You know, yep. it's consistent. It's discipline. And he's built up that trust over a long period of time. It's amazing how the concepts Chester Elton uses are aligned with the message Judy Umless advocates. Employee engagement. You don't need a budget to acknowledge people how innovation is an offshoot of grateful leadership, and it has to come from the heart. Chester was gracious enough to be a guest presenter at the March Center for Grateful Leadership's monthly free webinar. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, a recording of the webinar can be found on our website at www.gratefulleadership.com. Just take a look in the archives. If you'd like to find out more about Chester Elton or his book, Leading with Gratitude, you can find him on LinkedIn. In the next episode, we'll hear more from Chester as he talks about gratitude is built on relationships. I'm Jim Trella, and thank you for listening to the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. Remember to acknowledge someone each and every day.